0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the apocalypse, a.k.a. 2020. I'm your host, Jessica Dwyer. With me is Barb Brees. If that's not a sign of the apocalypse, I don't know what else you need besides we're probably going to go to war soon. Welcome to Fangirl Radio. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, no way to ring into the new year with a new war and new ridiculous shit going on in the world.
1: <laughs> bullshit <laughs> god damn it
0: <laughs> so uh, we were going to try and make this like an actual discussion episode and, and and at this point i think we're 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 returning to you and just all of our insanity and haphazardness <laughs> and just you know that's where we're at right now because who knows we might be dead tomorrow exactly. <laughs> welcome exactly. to happy new year dead, happy so new year. it's okay. <laughs>
1: I've had my fill. I, I really fucking have. So, yeah, bring it. Yeah. So, we're just, we don't
0: care this episode. We're just going to let it hang and oh. be with it and say what is on our minds. And, um, I thought what we would do, um, is recap the year 2019, talk about some stuff, talk about some new things. Um, I've got my picks for best movies and uh, stuff like best TV shows. But also, um, this was actually a really good year for mo- movies. Um, it
1: really was. I agree with that. I, yeah. w- I was surprised with the offerings, and I enjoyed Quite a few of them. Yeah, that's the thing. Is um, now
0: television, on the other hand, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, TV wasn't so great, but, but film really did a good job. Maybe it's because I was really picky this year on what I went to see and gave mm-hmm. my money to. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with my best movies of 2019 to start this year. Um, and the first of course I have to put on this list is Endgame. Uh I mean, come on. Endgame was is the biggest film ever. Um yeah. but but besides that, Endgame shows how you create a mega massive franchise and you plot mm-hmm. it, you create it, you sculpt it, you build it, and it, it was the the arc of Tony Stark. This is Stark arc, I guess you would call it.
1: I guess so. <laughs> I, I, and I was, I was one of the ones, I was one of the last people on the planet to see it. I waited until it came to Prime to buy. Wow. And after I bought, after I watched it, yeah. I, it made me cry. That whole oh, yeah. Spider-Man, Iron Man interaction, I'm like, okay, fuck you. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, superheroes aren't supposed to make me cry, but I'm like sitting there bawling like my dog died. And i just like, okay. <laughs> well, the, the thing that, I, I've always
0: stepped by this, is I didn't cry about Tony because I kind of figured that was what was going to happen there. I didn't cry until Cap
1: showed up yeah yeah
0: and I saw him I I saw him sitting there and I'm like you motherfucker I I
2: know know what
0: you did you're gonna be old you son
1: of a yeah yeah but as depressing as it was it was also very enjoyable so yeah props to Marvel and props to the Avengers franchise for making a goddamn good movie that I can watch over and over again and not get tired of.
0: Yeah. And I like um, the things that they snuck in. They also utilize this to set up um, the, the Disney plus series, like the Loki series. This is set up from that. Um, But I also really liked, and a lot of people picked up on this and there was like a really great meme that really made me weepy when I saw it of Thor and when he gets the hammer back and he, Realizes he's still worthy, yeah. And even though he's fat and and he's depressed <laughs> and he feels like he's you know um just a loser, the mm. depression has taken over and he's he's become even though he's a god he's he's more human than anything that you've ever seen, and he gets the 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 hammer back and he gets that smile. And he, realize he's still worthy even if he's you know feels like this about himself and he's he's gained all this weight and everything and a lot of people that suffer from depression and all of that really really love that and saw that exactly it's like, that i mean there's so much in this movie and you're just like wow um and then you when you think about it even after the fact you cry so it's yeah it's yeah. just a really great movie, and you know Martin Scorsese. Your daughter got you good with your Christmas gifts. <laughs> <laughs> she wrapped them in Marvel ge- in Marvel wrapping paper, and I thought that was great. Top. Right, take that. Um, now the other movie, and and Barb, if you have any that you want to slam in here, please do. Um, okay, but the one I wanted to bring up for sure that a lot of people seem to have forgotten happened. Half- um, was Alita Battle Angel. That movie. Kicked ass. It was awesome. It.
1: Oh
0: my god. You need to see it. Because you know what's hilarious about Alita Battle Angel? It's the exact oh, same plot. Of Captain Marvel. Only it's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, And it's the way you should do it. Uh, I believe. Because Captain Marvel was trying to be so woke. That. I just cared a uh, not it was not interesting to me I know there's all these Brie Larson fans out there like be nice and uh, she has the um, to me in that movie she's got the the uh, personality of a piece of wood and, and and you you know the thing that pisses me off is you if you want a strong female character you don't have to make her smirky you know, just not interesting. She has no other traits other than, um I, I mean, she doesn't, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, she's a pilot. Oh, that's Ew. it. Yay. Yay. She's pilot. I mean, I couldn't tell you any other discernible things about how they played Ka- Ka- Danvers
1: uh, other than that she was a pilot. We know that. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, and I, I uh, I, I, had, I had interest in seeing it but then once once i started watching it i'm like why am i watching this well, it didn't hold my attention i'm like the fuck well the so, thing- yeah i can't i can't add to the conversation because i really don't remember much else about it i don't
0: remember no doubt there was no doubt oh, oh no <laughs> But but the thing, damn it, you know, How
1: can I forget that?
0: I love. I, the more I watch it, the more I'm like, God! If they'd only hired Katie Sackhoff.
1: See, I'm with you there because Katie Sackhoff is awesome.
0: Yeah, I I yeah. I've learned uh, over many years. I've learned to love Katie Sackhoff. and um I, I,
1: I, I, I used to not like her. She used to get on my nerves for some reason, but. Like you were saying, like over the years, I come to realize that she can make a, a big sack of shit just like enjoyable, <laughs> just by her presence being in it. So she's got like that. That I don't know that talent.
0: <laughs> yeah, the thing that, that rises the stuff up because she's a good person and she like acts like she enjoys doing th- what she does and enjoys pe- people. You know, unlike realizing. I I am sorry I just can't <laughs> I can't um but alita Battle Angel was an amazing film um Robert Rodriguez uh it took him forever uh to get this made it, it literally like a decade at least took forever um uh, based off of the uh anime and what's interesting is it, is how it ends is just like the anime ends so it kind of, kind of just ends. And, okay. and uh, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but just the special effects in this. The plot is that she's an amnesiac who turns out to be a badass warrior who defends her people against a threat. Wow. What's that sound like? Um, All right. Uh, <laughs> and but, you know, it's got Christoph Walsh, Jennifer Connelly, Marisha Ali, Jackie Earl Haley's in it. Um, Keenan Johnson's in it everybody is in this movie uh, and it just is absolutely beautiful, beautiful cyberpunk. It uses the CGI f- beautifully and it makes it this be- great meshing of what the anime looked like and what, what the live action looks like, how they did it. They made her look like the anime and otherworldly, but real. And it, just is so gorgeous how it's done. It's it, it's really fantastic. It was a hit in the box office for what I mean. It was like a, a $170 million budget. It made back oh, double wow. that. Um uh, oh, wow. And it was sort of like the little movie, it, you know, we the the fans that were waiting for it went and saw it. And there mm-hmm. was sort of like it was sort of lost in the shuffle because it came, it was one of those January releases. Um, right. February February releases. Um and uh it kind of, you know, kind of the studio sort of threw it out there. It did. Um, but it had staying power because enough people kept going to see it over and over again because it was so good. And I, I'm sad that a lot of people don't talk about Battle Angel Alita like they should. Um, so definitely if you haven't seen it. Check it out! I think you'll love it, Barb. It's gonna you're you're gonna be blown away by it because it's so pretty. Um, Okay. The other (laughs) (laughs) die, we're gonna die. It's gonna happen, man. (laughs) Um, but the other movie that I really loved this year and has has split everybody was Joker.
1: I I loved it. I loved it too. You have a theme for clowns, (laughs) though. Psycho. I do though. You have. But a, wait, wait! <laughs> I got a story. I got a story about the strong <laughs> <Thronkenich> family. <laughs> I I've been waiting to share this with you. God damn it! I got it <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I might be sick as shit, but I'm gonna share it. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't follow me on anything that I'm on, I'm a Florida girl. I have lived around the Gainesville area for the past several years up until now, but we're returning after this, oh, at the end of this month. But anyway, so the Phoenix family is kind of known for being in, in that area. So actually, I've got two stories. My, for the first one is that my husband actually worked... He He's an RN, and at one of the local hospitals in Gainesville, he actually helped uh, the Phoenix grandfather. I guess he has some kind of major me- medical issue going on. Um, so Joaquin and, and Rain and everybody came to the hospital. My husband was kind of freaked out. He's like, yeah, the whole family was there. So I'm like, oh, you saved Joaquin's grandfather. That's awesome. And then... So that story's over. So the
0: second <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the second one is that I worked at a dermatologist's office in Gainesville, and oh God, I'm trying to remember what year it was. It was before I had my daughter, so it was when that Othello movie came out with Macai Viver, yeah. Oh, and- um. Rain Phoenix had a bit part in that film. Well, she had come into the office as a patient and I had, I was working with this older woman by the name of Linda who was like awesome as shit. <laughs> and um, so Rain came in and I was like, oh yeah, she's in that Othello movie. And nobody knew what I was talking about because nobody ever watched anything that I did. <laughs> and I was like the weird chick that watched all this weird, obscure crap all the time and talked about it and people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, she comes in, she gets seen by the doctor and and I guess she thought she was more famous than she was because she apparently didn't think she had to pay for her visit and she yeah, walked out of the door and this old lady Linda that I worked with like (laughs) jumped jumped up and chased Rain Phoenix out of the front door of the dermatologist's office. That is and it was amazing. the greatest thing I ever saw. Yes, that was like the the most amazing thing I ever saw or encountered uh, working in that stupid office because it was a horrible place. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Second story done. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, God. That's amazing. I don't know. We're going to get sued over those. Uh, they can't get yep. nothing from us. <laughs> There's nothing to take. Can, dude, you can take this piece of shit computer I'm working <laughs> on. On whatever. How <laughs> bad? Oh, it's hilarious. Oh my god. Well I love Joker. Um
0: uh, of course Barb would because Barb has a thing for killer clowns. There's a six that's there. We well, someday we'll dig into that. Yeah. Yeah. Start <laughs> the clown back on. This is why so we have need- it. We haven't had Art the Clown back because he'd probably try to gr- crawl through the phone
1: and molest him. Um, to that easy. We're going to grab him back and pull him through and he's oh, going to sit and talk with us. Oh, or David. David wants to come back, too,
0: which is hilarious. Yes. So. <laughs> he, he likes the fact that we think
1: he's hot. Yay. <laughs>
0: I think I he does.
1: A heart on his stings. I'm like, I love you.
2: I
0: don't care if
1: you're psychotic. You're just adorable. God, you come be in half. I don't care.
0: Oh my, oh my god. Um. Anyway, the Joker. The Joker was fantastic. Um, I um. I was. I, I I don't know where the controversy is coming from because, uh, I, I think the message of the movie was pretty clear, and that was you. You you know we we don't pay attention to what we should be paying attention to, and yeah. people that are desperately trying to like. get help, you know, it, like it, that's like the most terrible, horrible scene in this, this film is when he's there and he's just like, I, all I have are are, are dark thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, and basically it's like sorry we're cutting your funding sorry we're not going to help you and then this, this is what you get from ignoring that um and so i thought it was pretty cut and dry um now there are other people out there they're like oh it's an end cell celebration <sighs> oh god you completely okay. didn't watch the movie no you didn't, you didn't watch it it didn't get it and i don't know what to tell you if you're that stupid um the other film that I freaking love and I saw like two or three times in the theater and I you uh, so much people that finally got this right um, was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah! uh movie. was this year. People seem to forget that. Um, and I knew when I saw who was doing it that it was going to be done right. It's my yes! Man, yes! Oh,
2: yes.
0: Woo-hoo! Now you can go do trick-or-treat, too. Exactly. He needs to. Yes. Damn it. He does. He does. But I loved it. I loved the design of the creatures. I loved the thought yes. that went into the creatures. Um, I interviewed Mike Doherty for Horror Hound for this film. And if you view, you can you get to hear all about the thought and work and detail that went into these creatures. Um Awesome. And it's, and they 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 are supposed to come off like titans of the earth that have representation of the elements, and it is really neat.
1: And um, I thought think. it was, a, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a beautifully made. Me, I enjoyed it. My I made my husband go with me because I'm like, we gotta go go see this. And yeah, he liked it a lot too. So that would be on one of his top five list of of the I, best movies of the year. So,
0: so, 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 so
1: good. Um
0: yes. And it just makes me, it reminds me every time I think about Mike, Mike Doherty, I think about Trick or Treat, and mm-hmm. we need, we need that again. We need another Trick or Treat. We need it yes. back. And what's, we what's cr-
2: Okay,
0: so before I go on to other things, I just have to point out that little Quinn Lord, who was in Trick or Treat. Oh my God. As. Yeah. As Sam is 21 years old now, yeah, and,
1: and, and what I didn't need any reminders of make him to make me feel older.
0: <laughs> well, no, it gets worse because I knew he would be cute.
1: Yeah,
0: and I've watched oh, him. I, grow, <laughs> I watched him grow up, yeah. and I yeah. I used to threaten like he come to he came to one of our first horror hounds and he was probably like 6 it was right after the movie came out and I kept threatening to steal him and take him home and raise him as my child and and he was so cute and adorable and I have the Sam figure he autographed hanging Aww. in my room and I, I can't even read his signature because he's so little. He's like, ah, blah, blah. And he was running around with his little lollipop that he's going to cut your throat open with. And he was all about it. Well, then flash forward, it's like seven years later. And he's 15 at the time or 14, something like that. And he's turned into a little mini David Tennant. Yeah. And he, and, he and his dad are both massive Doctor Who fans.
1: Oh,
2: nice!
0: So we were geeking out about David Tennant. Well, now he's in Man in the High Castle, and he looks like a little David Tennant. And he
2: plays—he
0: nice. plays Rufus Soul's son in Man in the High Castle. That's, that's Sam from Trick or Treat.
1: That oh, wow!
0: Who is twenty years old? He's a gorgeous little boy, and he's old enough to be my son. And, uh, it it is so neat to see him still working. He's turned out great. I could tell he would, by the way, his dad acted with him and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. dad was great. He was great. They're sweethearts, good people. And I feel so goddamn old. (laughs) I'm like. Oh my god, I've been doing this that long that that kid. Oh my god. Five years old, six years old at that show. Yeah. Now old enough to drink with me.
1: Oh my God. It's crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. God damn. I'm old and I've been well, doing this for a long time. <laughs> dude, I'm older than you. No, you're not. Shut up. <laughs> I I'm I how old are you? You're not going to have like, this old lady conversation now. No, I, how old do you think I am? I, I think you're like, I don't know, 32, 33. You full of shit. No, how old are you, girl? I
2: have I, no idea. <laughs> I, am For real? Tur- oh.
0: I am turning 45 this year. Bitch, I beat you
1: because <laughs> I'm 45 now. <laughs> What, the six months? You oh, <laughs> beat by six months. <laughs> oh my God. I'm actually compared to you. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so I have a question for you. Okay. Have you seen the movie Villains? The, the recent movie Villains? That's sounds- With Bill skarsgard <sighs> I'm looking- I don't know. I-
0: I'm looking it up now. Oh, no I haven't.
1: Are you serious? I haven't got You need sense. to I've seen the trailer. I watched the it. trailer. I just watched it like a few days ago because the trailer kept popping up on my Facebook and it is available on Amazon Prime and yeah, you need to invest the funds into watching. I-, I remember yes. this. Dude I love Jeffrey Donovan. It's, it's amazing. Yes. I can't give anything away then. But believe me when I tell you that you need to watch it because I think you'll love it. <laughs> it's it's pretty goddamn brilliant. I was like well, clapping got, my hands. and I got Bill like, oh Skarsgård in it too. I mean, God, what do you want?
0: This is for Noal. If yeah. Noal were here right now, she'd be humping the computer when I said Bill Skarsgård. Just saying, that would be shout out to Nawal She would, she would, yeah. We have a thing about clowns. I don't know what you guys want from us. That's a
1: thing. That's a real thing. Yeah, I. I, It is. I don't know if we need therapy or what, but yeah, I did. I I don't, you know. Um. So one of the the
0: movies. Thank you for bringing that up because I, I remember seeing the trailer and I'm like, what happened to that flick? Now I know it's on Am- Amazon. I'm going to have to watch it. Yes. Fun. One of the movies. What
1: do you do? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, after, if you, if and when you watch it, let me know what you think of it because I think it's right up your alley. It's, <laughs> it's fantastic.
2: Ah.
1: Um, so, <laughs> one of the movies that I was trying to
0: figure out why they released it when they did. And no one saw it really. Kind of died, like because it was a sort of unceremoniously dumped in the, at the tail end of, of summer, right around the middle of, like I think in July, was scary stories to tell in the dark.
3: Yeah, and,
2: and
0: that was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun with that movie. Uh, it it had a great bit of nostalgia to it. It ge- it gave birth to those those stories in a in a great way it tied them together it utilized them really well it was really dark yeah and not nice to the kids like there was some gro- grotesque horrible things which you know happened in the in the stories that happened in the right. movie and it did some great it had some great music in it it was set in like the early, late 70s early 80s um, so it had that little bit of a stranger things to it, but not enough to make you think, Oh, you're doing stranger things. <laughs> no. Um, it, but it was, cause that's a thing now. Um. Like, I, I love the fact, we'll get to this at some point, but I want, I kind of wanted to wait to talk about the Ghostbusters trailer until Nawal was here because she has thoughts. Oh, okay. does she have thoughts of the reactions that that made? But the one that really made me go, what the shit is wrong with people was, they're ripping off the names. And it's like, <laughs> idea. Do you oh my God. not... Uh- Remember, they wore the Ghostbuster costumes in the show because they were ripping off Ghostbusters. Yeah. Was that bad?
1: Oh. oh my God.
0: Yeah, but if you haven't seen it, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was fantastic. And um, it's available on Redbox now, and you can buy it digital and all of that. But it was really, really good. And it didn't get its due because this, for some reason, the studio decided to dump it in summer. Instead of around Halloween when it would have really made some bank. Um, and also, yeah, it
1: doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: It doesn't. And uh, Guillermo del Toro was actually a producer on it, which adds to why it looks so good, too. Um, okay. Yeah, great film. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, my One of my top, if not top, movies of the year. This is kind of a tie. I've waited till the end for my two. Um, was once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That movie, yeah, was fucking great. And I mean, yeah. I, that's that's my that's my review. <laughs>
1: that that's all you was, need. That's that that's all great. it needs.
0: The soundtrack is amazing. The acting was great. The recreation of sixties Hollywood was fantastic. Mm-hmm. The whole fact that it was a. Uh, a fairy tale ending to a very tragic story, right? It feeds back to the once upon a time in
1: Hollywood, and a lot of people didn't get that either. Yeah, there, there's so much bullshit. They're like, why did it end the way it did when we know what happened? I'm like, because it's the whole point of the fucking movie
0: that it but was fairy tale Hollywood ending. It's a fair,
1: yeah, exactly. But people didn't get it. They're like, oh, that's bullshit, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, why did you bother waiting your time then I don't yep. know well, I, I, I... you know when Troy and I went and saw it when my husband and I went and
0: saw this we were like we knew what was coming we didn't we, we thought we knew what was coming and we're sitting there and we're like oh god this is going to be horrible this is going to just be oh my god there are they going to do it he's going to do it he's going to do it and then it, right. turned what it turned into and it's like oh my god <laughs> exactly we were like cheering and going yeah and uh it
2: was
0: (laughs) it was just so great and i i mean it was a love letter to hollywood old school hollywood the dream of hollywood that was what he was doing there and it was perfect it was great and it it better win some oscars and i gotta tell you that whole we were we were just in, in awe of how he recreated that you know old H- la and hollywood because it didn't look modern i mean there no. was none of that whole you know like the the cell towers or whatever and all the lights it was dark and it it because there the, it wasn't modern and it the work that went into that and and there's some stuff that you can i um i'm working on this new film project and we're talking to people that work in the effects industry and we were talking about special effects and one of the things that's insane about that movie was like the 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 drive-in where brad pitt's character lives that was all a model that was a picture that they filmed for him to walk That's by crazy. it's crazy and it was um the john dykstra i want to say is the is his name i'm i'm so sorry guys i'm i i I, I, got, I got that wrong but he did work on like the star wars movies did the special effects work in this oh wow so it's like old he went back to old school hollywood to make
1: this which is fantastic Yeah, um, it's a beautiful movie i mean everything about it was this scenery is beautiful the The cinematography is beautiful I enjoyed the, the playoff between Leo and Brad Pitt so. I always think it's great to see Brad Pitt in something because he doesn't we don't see enough of him and Leo is always great in whatever he does so I enjoyed like their chemistry I like Absolutely. Leo getting to be funny because Leo is a funny dude
0: yeah um, and like I mean Wolf of Wall Street he is hilarious in that and And this he gets to be an idiot. Um, exactly uh, and, and and Brad Pitt gets to just be Brad Pitt, which I freaking love.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And, yeah, and I, I just I thought the interplay with the two of them was so fantastic. It was so funny. Um, but the other movie that I think it, it deserves a lo- lot of praise and I think it deserves some Oscars or some nods or something is Doctor. Sleep.
1: I have not seen it because it's not playing around here anywhere. I, I read by myself. I read the book, read the book when it came out. <laughs> um so Doctor Sleep
0: is by uh Mike Flanagan, who uh we got him. to I got to interview him way back when with Oculus. Um nice. so like seven years ago when he did Oculus. And what was so hilarious about it was um that he was a massive Doctor Who fan, which you'll see Yay. this. <laughs> That's how it happens and in that film in oculus we have not only were we talking about Katie Sackhoff earlier mm-hmm. um, but we were also talking about Karen Gillian um, oh. you know Karen Gillian who was also in in game see how everything yeah. comes back together
2: <laughs> yeah
0: um, so what was hilarious is if you go back and listen to that interview because it was on Fangirl radio. Um you can hear him talk about Karen saying, hey, I want to, uh, can I meet you for lunch um, to talk about the movie, blah, blah, blah. And he's wearing his Doctor Who t-shirt because he's a Who fan. And So when she shows up, who does she have with her but Matt Smith? Oh, nice. And so he's sitting there in Mike Falling is like, I'm sitting there and they're both on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the biggest dork in the world. And yet I
1: am extravagantly happy. You know, like. Nice.
0: But yeah. That, so, that's
1: freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. So Dr. Sleep, if you go and watch the uh, review I did on Fangirl um, magazine on YouTube, you will see me bawling my eyes out
2: for Aww. the entire
0: entire review. And that's after having driven home crying um, after watching the movie. Not expecting friggin' doctor sleep to affect me how it did. But Mm -hmm. that's the power of Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan knows how to utilize horror to deal with a lot of dark shit. And um, human nature. Well, if people have
1: seen him. His other films, especially uh, the one on Netflix. What is it haunting called? Before I Wake with the little boy. Oh yeah, that, the, uh,
0: uh, the haunting
1: of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes you feel everything he wants you to feel. Even if you don't want to, you're like, "Oh, this isn't going, you know, going to affect me in any way." It absolutely does because it just like kind of gets into your head what he's trying to do. And once you figure it out, you're like, damn. What? Well, yeah, it's like um, with with The Haunting
0: of Hill House, and what's interesting is two actors from that film are in this. And I don't want to – everybody's kind of gotten this now, but the one that was the big, big one for me, and I was like, oh, my God. And when you watch it, you'll just go, holy shit, is um, Henry Thomas is Jack Torrance. Oh, yeah, and cuz oh. it's not it's not a big shocker for anyone to realize because of the trailers they are going back right. to the overlook. And yeah. um so you and McGregor's acting in this just got me the whole thing about de- dealing with your your father who's died and unresolved issues and just um the whole thing just the mm-hmm. the the what do you see when you die? And right. And uh, D- Danny's um, uh, his his gift of helping people cross over. Mm-hmm. That whole thing is mm-hmm. just going to get in your get in your heart and rip it out. And it's just beautiful. And there's so many just beautiful things in this movie. Um, the amount of work that they did recreating, if you read about it, um, the amount of work that Mike Flanagan and his team did recreating the Overlook, like they rebuilt. Uh, stuff to the specs that actually from from um, uh, what's his name? Oh shit! I just blanked on the name. Who directed the Shining? Sid. Sid. Kubrick. Kubrick. Thank you. I'm like Sid. Sydney. <laughs> no. Kubrick. Kubrick is the name. God. That's good. Um, but uh, when Stanley Kubrick, he wrote. He created these blueprints and things, and they used them to make oh, the wow. hotel. Wow. And and even down to the carpet because the carpet is important and um it just is freaking amazing and if you're a fan at all of either if you love the book if you love the shining film if you love the shining by stephen king what flanagan did with dr sleep was mixed all of that together and made it to the point that actually stephen king was happy with this and and um which is yeah, which is amazing considering how he hated Kubrick's yeah, he film. Did.
1: Exactly. But yeah. this a love letter to
0: all of it. And um I gotta tell you, uh, let me I gotta look here because I wanna make sure I get her name right. Um in Doctor Sleep, you have um the hat. You have the, the um Rose the Hat and Rebecca Ferguson plays her and she is amazing and I kept thinking where have I seen her before where have I seen her before oh my god she's the chick from Mission Impossible I wouldn't have oh, known really yeah she's Ilsa in, in Mission Impossible and I wouldn't have known that I would have recognized her because of how different she looks in this the mm-hmm. other thing that is amazing with this movie that I I thought was just so wonderfully creepy was how they filmed her and her group um, and and how their eyes glowed like van- vampires, like they their eyes glowed this crazy, almost Salem's Lot level. Oh of, wow! Um, and it's and, and Carol Struckians in it as Grandpa Flick. So you've got the guy that played Lurch in the two other Adams Family movies are in there. Cliff Curtis is in this. Um, it, it's just it, but the one that is is so great is the chick that plays Abra. Her name's Kylie mm-hmm. Curran, and oh my God, she is freaking amazing. And this is like her first major film. Oh, huh. so if you when you see this, you're just going to be blown away by her. She is fantastic. There, the, the 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 film is great. I can't I can't say enough about Doctor Sleep. I know it'll it'll get like left behind by everybody, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's a two and a half hour long horror movie. It's a horror movie. It's 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 a thriller horror movie, but it's a horror film because these people. Right. There is a scene that is absolutely brutal that happens mm. to a child.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard a little bit about it, but I haven't heard the entirety of it. It so it's I, gnarly. I know it okay because I know it rubbed a lot of people who I know when they go see it the wrong way. So I'm like, I want to go see it.
0: <laughs> they that you the, the the true not tribe is what they're called, and they have to show you know what they feed off of is the emotion. So mm-hmm. the more horrifying and painful it has to be, and uh and it is really, really brutal. Um, oh, but it, 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 that is the the you have to be unsafe in this. It's it's that's one of the things. It's like I really tried. Um, oh, I'm just gonna slam a little bit here. I really tried to cover this for Horror Hound, mm-hmm. and hard like for a full year. Oh, and I. Wow. I Working with the studio. Because this is the same studio that released It. And uh-huh. um, I didn't get anybody for It, to either. They, they wouldn't give uh-huh. us anybody. It was so stupid to me. I, um, and we, we had Pennywise on the cover for that issue. Right. We made a, okay. a custom paint cover. And they still didn't give us anybody. So I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Who can you give me for Dr. Sleep? And mm-hmm. the studio turned back around. And said, I quote, it's a thriller, not a horror film. Okay. What did they really? turn around and, and advertise <laughs> this as a horror movie? Oh they my God. Realized, oh yeah, I guess it's a horror movie. Oh, they no. ended up, and, and you know what? It didn't do anything it should have mm-hmm. in terms of that box office. Right. And, um, it, I think a lot of people were like, I don't, I don't know if it was, you know. Here's the thing: it it, it had a budget of forty-five million, and mm. U.S. gross was thirty-one. Oh man! And that's what happens when you decide, oh, we're just gonna, we're gonna just—it's a thriller. We don't want to get tacked in with this whole horror thing, right? Uh, and so guess what? You didn't advertise the right demographic mm-hmm. and your movie tanked. Right, And it's it sucks because Mike Flanagan would have been like, sure, let me talk to Horror Hound Magazine. I love Horror Hound. I'm a horror fan. I'm a horror director. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't even give us the chance. And so it really was a disservice to the movie because, you know what? You shouldn't be uh, ashamed of No The genre Because that's what it is And
1: I, I heard the same thing I heard, Yeah Exactly And I had heard the same thing From other, other people That were like Why isn't this movie Performing as well as it should And everybody blamed um, You know The the Publicity or And the advertising For it They're just like Yeah It's not doing what it's supposed to do so yeah. yeah I, I well and the other you
0: know, thing the other thing is that they didn't utilize and they should have was they kept saying, you know, director Mike Flanagan, director Mike Flanagan. And it's like, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. But I bet you
1: Yeah. No, they...
0: down the street doesn't know who that is.
1: Exactly.
0: And right. that's why you go the the uh, man behind House on, ha- you know, the Haunting of Hill House. When mm-hmm. you say he did a Haunting of
1: Hill House, people go like, "Oh, that!" People guy. are gonna be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." They did. I've heard of that. I watched that. They exactly.
0: They didn't bother to tout that. And Haunting of Hill House was one of the biggest things of the year, like when it came out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, right. why? Um and that's why like I just uh for this upcoming issue and I keep coming back to Horror Hound but I've been doing a lot of shit for him. Um the <laughs> the, the the upcoming issue of Horror Hound I'm I, I got to interview um Lee Winnell for The Invisible Man but I also oh, cool. I got to interview the Invisible Man himself, Oliver Jackson Cohen. Oliver oh. Jackson Cohen is, is the good-looking um, addict from The Haunting of Hill House And right. we talked about that In the interview because That is something he did And it's interesting because He talks about the fact that A lot of people told him are you sure you want to do This is another horror thing and he's like Yeah Because <laughs> he said Because he's like did you read the script This is why I'm wanting to do this It doesn't matter what The, the genre is as long as it's good like you know that's why people need to get away from the stigma because i hate to tell you the studio guess what your biggest box office wing wing dinner was for the year i can almost guarantee two mhm so that's are you movie everybody talked about so yeah, yeah. are you going to poo poo the fact that you made it too cuz it's a horror movie i hate to tell you this the clown eats a gay man in it Okay, that's a horror movie. Clown <laughs> eats a gay man. Clown eats a kid. Right. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Wait,
1: but, <laughs> hey, but that's a thriller. What the hell? <laughs> it's a thriller. It's a thriller. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, oh my,
0: God, my God. Get over I it. I
1: love him, man.
0: Anyway, if you, haven't, if you haven't seen Doctor Sleep yet, which uh, apparently a lot of you didn't, and because... <laughs> It didn't do nearly the job it should have. Um, go go get Dr. Sleep when it's available. Um, it's pretty soon. And watch it and be in awe and cry your eyes out. And, when, and now you'll know why Jessica was bawling her eyes out when she did her review and couldn't stop crying.
1: I look forward to it because I love the book and I was looking forward to the movie it be very much, and, and like I said, I just didn't play anywhere around here. I'm like, why is it not fucking playing? I,
0: I think I would literally until so, yeah. the last day to go because no one would go with me, and I finally went. Screw you guys! I'm gonna go. Um, so this year on television, we're going to go to TV. I was going to spend some time talking about the year of the Harpy that 2019 was, but we're going to wait because I want to have Nawal on. We'll do another episode here very soon, and we'll have Nawal on here because she deserves a, a a podium to speak of her love of Ghostbusters and her hate of those that decided to piss all over the trailer that gave props and love to the man that would that helped to create Ghostbusters, which was um, Egon Spengler himself, Harold Ramis, who was all over that trailer and made me cry. Uh, mm-hmm. Finn Wolfhard, who I interviewed this year for, um, or like just it's tell in for uh, the next issue of Aran, too. Um, nice. God damn, I do a lot of work for <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the, uh We talked about, he wanted to talk about the Ghostbusters trailer. The guy from Stranger Things Who no, know the there show that go. whipped it off <laughs> <laughs> So he was very Excited about that trailer And uh, a lot of people were excited About that trailer but you know who wasn't Excited about the trailer Who? Fans of the one that they did With <sighs> Melissa McCarthy oh. Because oh, Because we hate women Barb did you know that? We hate women you know, I hate women. Women hate you back. <laughs> Women, I, I I hate them. Sorry. But the 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 thing that I'm I'm like wanting to punch a wall over is the fact that the main character in the movie movie is a little girl. Okay, <clears throat> but that doesn't count but apparently to these people, these that, people are pissed, that are pissed. This movie has basically done the Thanos snap to yeah. that, that travesty that came out and um, they're not happy about that but oh, boo-, boo to them yeah but the main character in this movie is a girl but that doesn't oh, no. because vagina Don't i I will <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I try to understand, and I don't get it. Um, I don't understand, and I'm kind of glad I don't, because I, I don't want to. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I and you're not going to get me to agree with you when you piss all over something that is the reason that exists, you know? This yeah. is, you know, Harold Remus's daughter is alive, and a girl. and Oh, no. She, See, the fuck! And she, how oh, dare she! And and she, <laughs> she keeps her father's legacy alive. And in this, in this trailer, her dad is all over it. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like, where do you guys get off? Pissing all over this! I don't understand. Because, because
1: people are stupid. <laughs> yeah, they, it's true. That's <laughs> you know, it's the easiest conclusion to draw when it comes to things like this. People are just fucking stupid, and they don't want to give things a chance, and they want things the way they want it to be. And when they don't get that instant gratification, or when they hear a movie that's like, oh, oh, I love that movie, and then suddenly they see that there's there have been, And changes made to it they're like oh no especially when it comes to the female you know gender for some reason women can't do as good of a job as men can and i don't understand that that logic either but whatever what do i know i'm a woman
0: i know i i you know i i don't i don't i don't get it i don't get it so, we're going to talk about TV shows. I, we will come back to that subject. And also, by the way, guys, if you are staying tuned, I have an, uh, my interview with Daniel Isn't Real star, Miles Robbins, who um, Yay. is fantastic. You will recognize him, no doubt, from Halloween and some other um, projects that he was in. He is the son of Tim Robbins and uh, Susan Sarandon. So, he comes from Hollywood royalty. He is a fantastic actor, and he's a very smart yep. cookie um and and daniel isn't real is another film that came out this year that brilliant brilliant movie um yeah, really, i loved it yeah it's so so good and patrick schwarzenegger oh my yeah. god. Oh, god i am a dirty old broad um let's just Dude, i'm there.
1: right there with you mm. yeah yeah we are <laughs>
0: We are indeed. Um, and and the fantastic, again, again, I did some more things for Horror Hound. Um, so uh, we did give a, do a giveaway on Horror Hound um, in conjunction with Fangirl Magazine where you could win two signed posters. They got given away. Um, if you check out FangirlMag.com, I have my interview with Patrick Schwarzenegger um, as well as my review post posted on there um patrick is very interesting who and he wants to play another patrick in a film and i am all for this oh my god please um if they do an american psycho remake which they no doubt will
1: or I was gonna ask you it's gonna be patrick Bateman? <laughs> yeah he wants to play patrick Bateman. oh fuck <laughs> okay i i'm so- old i'm in where do west sign i yeah
2: yeah yes
0: fantastic patrick bateman i would be okay with a, like a sequel of some sort or the early days because he does look so young even though i think yeah he's he, is he he's almost 30 um but yeah so i would love to see the early days of patrick bateman starring patrick hoortzenegger i'm good with that that would um, be cool yeah, yeah so stay tuned We will have that interview with Miles Robbins here very shortly Really quickly I just wanted to talk about TV Um, We're not going to give Game of Thrones any more
2: time
1: No
0: It happened It's done done. Go away Yes please I have to ask this question I don't know if Barb has watched this I am trying to figure out the appeal Other than um, Andrew Scott Who doesn't show up until the second season I am trying to figure out the appeal of a bag. I can't watch it.
1: I think I attempted to watch it and I couldn't get into it. So I I, gave up on it.
0: I made it one episode and she's talking about how she did anal and is her ass really big? Is her ass, (laughs) is my ass big? Is my ass (laughs) big? And I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? I'm not laughing. This is. <laughs> I don't care about your asshole, or the size of it. Yeah. And, and your miserable fucking family. I'm like, what is, what is this? Okay, and everyone's like, no, you just got to get to the second season. That's when Andrew Scott shows up as the hot prince. No. Like, I watched the first episode, and the only reason it was, it was Andrew Scott, I'm like, I, I can see you in Sherlock. I don't have to watch you with this. You're, you're good enough in exactly. Sherlock. Exactly. <clears throat> So yeah, I uh, I'm not I'm not I I don't get it. And uh, what's even more worse, what's even more fucked up here is that Fleabag got on Obama's p- pics of television for the year, and there's a scene where he masturbates to him doing a speech in it. Oh, okay.
1: Hey. So is that why? Like, well, now <laughs> you' getting funky there, little Obama Yeah.
0: Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. I. I'm sorry. Uh, and there's a ton of people out there that love it. It's won all these awards. She she was the robot that that had sex with Lando, um, and that that's her as the the robot that Lando has a thing with in in, in Solo. I, I don't understand.
1: I'm I'm good with not being a fan of that. <laughs> Me too. Like I, there's uh, so much else to watch. So yeah, yeah I'm good with no, I'm good. not watching it.
0: The, the show that I really, really wanted to like this year, and I'm still struggling and I'm trying, I'm I'm actually forcing myself to watch it, is Prodigal Son.
1: I haven't watched it. <laughs> I have given it a try. I, I mean...
0: The thing that's killing me here is Michael Sheehan playing a psychopath. His son's played by Tom Payne. It's got, you know, Lou Diamond Phillips in it. It's a procedural crime thing. I sh- This should be my porn. You know? And then right. on top of that, I've heard they're bringing Sean Pertwee on for the next season. And I'm like,
2: are you
0: if, why are you making me Watch it oh. <laughs> <laughs> You sound i a bitch i like I can't It's so It's so They've just taken bits of Things and mushed them together And it's wow. Erratically edited And quickly done That I just I can't get into it And I, I don't like I don't like how it's done, like it's so it's so predictable, it's dumbed down, mm. and Ow. like which it's trying to be Sherlock, but Sherlock is intelligently written and witty and isn't a dead giveaway at the beginning and 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 this is like okay, well, this is the only guy left it has to be him. it is Okay. Oh, that's
1: annoying.
0: Yeah, and and Michael Sheehan is like locked in a room and doing his like wide eyed crazy, which is great, but it's not enough. Like I can I have a show with him where he's led around in chains and solving crimes, you know? That would be great. Yay, bondage. Yeah. You know, it's
2: there you go. I
0: would watch that. (laughs) Uh, but Prodigal Zone it's it should be tailor made for someone like me. Because this is it, like, oh, it's mm-hmm. this, this is it. Okay. Well, it's hit all the boxes, but it doesn't grab me. And that's something that's insane. That, that yeah. That, that you look at it, like, how am I not happy to watch this every day? Right. Uh, so I'm trying really hard, Prodigal Zen, and you're bringing in Sean Pertwee. Is he going to be the Moriarty to Tom Payne Sherlock? Is that where we're going with this? Is he going to be like some? I, I'm guessing he's probably going to be Michael Sheehan's nemesis.
1: Oh, no.
0: That would be hot. I'm I'm okay. Okay. Maybe you. Uh, yeah. But if that is the case and you still
1: can't make me watch this, they need to put in more bondage then if that <laughs> doesn't work. First, because if you've got, if for
0: some, if God is deemed fit to give to me with Sean Pertwee. As the bad guy, yeah, yes, Temesis to Michael Sheehan's already bad
1: guy psychopath, you know. Ah, you need like, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, there needs to be like a rubber man suit coming <laughs> into play somewhere because <laughs> that's the, something Barb, I don't know.
0: Barb needs her fame there, too.
1: He <laughs> 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 needs her, her crazy rubber suit geek. Oh, suit. oh, <laughs> speaking of rubber man, did to, you? To, to, do you happen to catch the, the latest uh, season of American Horror Story? Did you I, watch I any did. of it?
0: I, I held off because I was going to just watch it in one fell swoop.
1: I, it, personally, I didn't care for it like the first couple of episodes in. But it grows on you. And I think that it's it's a really good season. I think it might be almost as awesome as Murder House. Ooh. So if you start to watch it, yeah, because, uh, oh, God. The guy that plays Richard Mar- uh, Ramirez, I can't think of his name, Zach Vila, um, he's phenomenal. He's- and, yeah, yeah, he, he's, he's just, oh, he's watchable. So for me, it, you know, the like, like I said, the first few episodes, I'm like, eh, because eh, it's kind of hokey, but it's supposed to be because it's, it's like a, an homage to like the 80s slasher genre. And um, it, like, it, it gets better as it goes. You just have to kind of deal with like the hokiness and stuff. But towards the end, it gets like really, really good.
2: <laughs>
0: so well, I
1: would recommend watching that. So...
0: I have to comment on two things. One, I'm well, actually three things. One, the Mandalorian. I'm not even gonna bother talking about it. Just watch it. <laughs> that's that's all you need. Everybody's been talking about it. Just watch the Mandalorian. It it needs to be done. Last thing I want to talk about um is DC TV. And there's two things that happened this year. Batwoman happened. <laughs> Why, god, I don't know. It's it's so bad, it's so bad. Um, yeah, did you know she's gay? I know,
1: no, I didn't, I had no idea. Did, did, you, did, you, know? did, hey, you, did you know? Hey, 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 did, she, did, did wait, you know? Wait, wait did wait. you know she's gay? Wait, she's a lesbian. What? And, and you think we're
0: being mean to people. I know you think you're like... You're like, why are those stupid bitches? No. No. We're, we're not being mean. That's no. literally the plot of the entire series. Is. I gave this show like five episodes. And literally the only character trait that they have given Kate which is a travesty, because she's a fucking great character in the comics, is she's a lesbian. And that is oh. it. That is the only defining trait they have given her. And what's even funnier is they've made her a paragon in what I was going to talk about next, which is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um Now, Crisis on Infinite oh, no. Earth is DC's you know, the only thing DC has been really good at, at is television, other than that mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. But, wow. yeah. But Crisis on Infinite Earth is their version of, of the Avengers. They're, they're in-game. And um it really is, because a bunch of these shows, like, this is like the last season of Arrow, which was sort of their their um, their starting point for all the DC TV series, and when that hit big, that's how you got The Flash, and you got all these others. Um, right. But Crisis on Infinite Earth is really fucking cool, other than the fact that they're really rushing some of these plot points within the show. Um, mm-hmm. Now, granted, I kind of tried to catch up on everything. I'd watch Batwoman. Um, but no. but but yeah, <laughs> but in within the show, you can tell they're they're rushing, which is something DC is known for. Even yeah. with it being like a six or five or six episode arc on all these series, they're really rushing what's happening within it, and that's not good. Um, um that sucks. And part of that is because yeah. these are, are shows on a network television uh, network. Network, network, network that has commercial <laughs> breaks. Mm-hmm. And so within these episodes, you're only getting about 30 minutes of show. Yeah. When they, because when they, this is their big, you know, golden ball event, they're going to just sell the shit out of the advertising space. So you got Take another one way. of those Walking Dead scenarios here. By the way, Walking Dead's still on.
1: I had no idea cuz I've not watched it.
0: <laughs> Walking Dead still on and it's going yeah they think that's going to keep rolling right along.
1: Oh did um, they get renewed until like for another two seasons gonna, or one uh, season season 10 or
0: they're going to have uh, god oh, knows how many I seasons know. three feature films with Rick Grimes a new series new series with little kids cuz that's what you know. Oh yeah. No. Not Negan the show. I'd watch Negan the series. I would totally watch Negan the series. Series, just give him his own show. God damn it! Um, But anyway, back to Crisis on Infinite (laughs) Earths. What they're doing, sorry, we're getting real bad. What they're doing on Crisis on Infinite Earths is fantastic in so many ways. Bad in a couple. Uh, Kate Kane is being emo and and gay. That's her. That's that's her character. That's all they've given all her. Right. <laughs> that's all they given her. I, I really, I just, I don't, I don't understand why you would do that and why you wouldn't create. You know, like they, those comics are are fucking great comics,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they've just, I don't know, I don't know why they. they no one's watching it that I know of. I mean, i not. Yeah, people aren't yeah. liking it, and and yeah. So anyway, enough about that. But Crisis on Infinite Earths, you, there are so many Easter eggs and neat things that they've worked into this. The big spoiler, of course, everybody already knew, was um, Tom uh, Tom. Ellis um, shows up as Lucifer in the show. Oh. You got Lucifer. You had Burt Ward as Robin. You had Robert Wool show up as um, – oh, God. Uh, what's his name in Batman shoot da. Ah, I have to look it up. Anyway, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sleep. If that I don't guy. That. Yeah. No, his he's the writer in Batman, and it's our Ali Alexander Knox. Knox. He's Knox. That's right. So he shows up as Knox. So you have that Batman universe with uh, that where you had. Um, Michael Keaton as Batman was represented. You had Burt Ward as Robin represented. You had Birds of Prey show back up, which was amazing. That was really neat. Then you had um, freaking Kevin Conroy as Batman in the flesh. And he was was the uh, Kingdom Come Batman in the suit where he'd been broken. Like, he'd been through so many fights that he had, like, this robotic suit that he had to wear. And it was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing there's all these little Easter eggs within it and it's total fan service. But the thing to me that just, I actually teared up was when Brandon Ralph came back as Superman.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And I'm watching him and they sneak in the Christopher Reeve music.
1: Oh, and, and
0: I'm just, <laughs> right. I just lost my shit. I'm like, oh my god, Arias, this is Superman. He's alive. He's here. Aww. And I'm like, oh, he's he's gray haired. He's still alive. <laughs> just like, And I'm like, oh my god, it's a Superman. And 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 um, everybody's like, you know what? We've 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 turned around on this, and we were like, we don't give a shit what you have to do. Make a five-episode limited series with Brandon Routh as Superman. There you go. That's
1: what we want. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would think cut, that would be all that's needed. Cut that woman's season in half. <laughs> Two, they just put a sign in, like in the background, everything, just like Batwoman's a lesbian, and don't even they don't even eat her. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's just, cool. like every scene. Fine, did you know about? Batwoman's gay. <laughs> like, that sounds like a telephone. you could sneak, sneak it into like the background. It
0: would be a nice little game for everybody to play. Like, where's the Batwoman's gay? <laughs> You're
1: watching. The commercials can come on. Hey kids, you know Batwoman's a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you do now. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I know we're
0: <laughs> horrible people, but really, <laughs> we're not making up the whole plot of the show. That's it.
1: There's That's just no proof that. that we watched it.
0: Yeah, I I put myself through that for you. That's all there is to it. And and I watched the L word word for like a ton of it. It was great. And you know what? They they have that, that show is all about being gay, and yet yeah, it, and didn't
1: it, didn't
2: it didn't harp about.
1: It. It wasn't like, hey, are you a lesbian? I'm a lesbian. Is she a lesbian? She might be one. Let's go see. Hey, we're all lesbians, eh? Hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's this, this not love. It's lesbian. Let's see how many times they can squeeze it in an episode. Oh, my God. I'm not even joking. That's, it, it, <laughs> that's
0: the thing. It's it's like, oh God, guys, write something.
1: God. They do. How <laughs> many times did word lesbian in in an episode? Like, uh, let's keep a word count. See, it's like a drinking game. <laughs> How many times? Every we, time, every, every time. Time reference that Kate K is is, is gay.
0: A take your side. Your lips will shut down about halfway through the episode. And you know, God, you'd be dead. It's like, okay, God, holy and shit. Anyway. <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths is actually really good, other than the fact that they're they are having to rush all of this because you know it's and it, it seems kind of a disservice because they're uh, if they end it the way the comic ends they and oh, they can't I mean because they have a Supergirl TV series. Um I mean, it's it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm I I love the little in things that they've snuck in. Brandon Routh needs to have a Superman series or mm-hmm. even a limited run series on Hulu, something because seeing right. him do it, you know, like seeing him become Superman again, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. watch him kind of be possessed by Christopher Reeve is, That's I needed that. that, I needed it in my heart, my heart needed yeah. it, and I didn't realize how much until I watched it, and you, and how he copied those mannerisms, and a friend of mine, um I'm not crying, I'm not gonna cry about this, a friend of <laughs> mine um, uh, um, shared a, 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 a scene from Superman um, with Christopher Reeve, and, and I saw, I saw Ralph do it in the episode. And um, it's how, how Christopher Reeve goes from being Clark Kent to Superman just by changing his posture.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's, it's so awesome because you don't realize until you see him do it just how much he's using his body to become Clark Kent. And how he's kind of like drawn himself in and he's kind of hunched over so he's... He looks awkward and he's got the glasses mm-hmm. on. He's got the hair slicked down, you know, kind of geeky and dorky. And oh. then it's the scene where he's getting ready to tell, he's going to tell who he is. And you see him just straighten up, lift his head, take off his glasses. Oh. And he's Superman. And that's the only difference. Oh, damn it. And
1: it's awesome.
0: It, and it, it that's all it is, is he stands up, straightens himself up, makes his face, you know, lifts his chin so he's not looking downcast, takes his glasses off, and he's Superman. And that's it's tough. like, holy shit, Yeah, this why people, it, it makes it believable that people wouldn't realize it's him. Right. And, 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 and it's its just so great. And you see Brandon Rath, they it. Like- <laughs> I love you, Brayden Ralph. I love you. You made me cry when I met you. And you hugged me. (laughs)
1: Aww. My mom, you know, when I was little, when the original Superman movie came out, I was, like, all excited. And I begged my mom to take me to see it. And she was like, okay, whatever. Because I was, like, all into, like, all... You know, the Million Dollar Man, the Bionic Woman, Charlie Jane—all this stuff. I just thought it was all
0: it's, all great. If you don't know what any of that is, we're old, and that's that's your yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> YouTube, and it. it's on there somewhere. <laughs> but my mother fell asleep during oh Superman. God. I fell asleep during she Robo-Cop started when snoring. I saw <laughs> I still fall asleep through it. I can't. <laughs> I, can't I, I swear. My husband loves that movie. I can't with it. I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, okay. It's
2: <laughs> your But no. I,
1: it's something, dude. I'm just like, I can't with this movie. I'm like, you can watch it and tell me all about it and stuff. I'm like, you can have your squee moments. Let me take a nap. But, um, but uh, you know, at the end of, the of Superman, he flies around the world, and he's like, "Yeah!" And my mom was straight up snoring at that moment, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, he just saved the world. I'm like, we're all safe because of Superman. And my mom's like, <laughs> and i was just like, you're not my, you're dead to me. <laughs> my real I life. never, dude. I never let her live that down. I'm like, you fucking fell asleep when Superman was flying around the earth showing that you were safe. And she's just like, whatever. So, yeah, that's why I don't get along with my mom to this day. <laughs> Superman broke up your relationship. in Superman. Superman fucked us up. Oh, I'm like, she she didn't have, have the appreciation. I'm just like, fine. I'm like, whatever, mother. <laughs> it's like, well, I should have had dad bring me <laughs> <laughs> well with that story of a broken child
0: <laughs> at home because of the man steel um we're gonna roll on into our miles <laughs> robinson interview with and Rem. you
1: all wonder why i'm so fucked up there,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> you go insight into barb <laughs> um but we will be back hopefully next week we will be able to get everybody together and we'll talk more about um, Rise of Skywalker and uh, the Ghostbusters trailer, Ghostbusters itself, and the travesty that is Doctor Who now. I'm not, I didn't get Uh-oh. into that. I didn't get into it. Also, tonight, as of this recording, at midnight, probably my favorite Dracula. thing of the Yes. Of the Dracula. year. The year. Uh-huh. I've watched the two ep- first two episodes, the third hasn't been where I can watch it yet, but Dracula, from the BBC, Yee. is going to be on Netflix, and I will just say this about Dracula, it goes where the walking dead has never gone Yay Yeah
1: So I'll- there's not going to be Dracula walking and finding random groups after he destroys one. And it's just like, huh, I don't know what to do now. Let's go see if there's anybody else. And they find another group. And it's, shit happens. And Dracula's like, yeah, fuck you people too.
0: It's so good. And there's so many nods to original Hammer films.
1: There's a Doctor nice. Who.
0: I it's Doctor Who that everybody freaked out about but big surprise Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat created it I am in the hopes that we get some sort of Sherlock nod and here's something that you'd never thought you'd hear Jessica say after all the things she said about turning male parts into women parts uh, in shows Uh I really dig their Van Helsing and she's a girl oh okay yeah, I really it like it. I really oh. like the Van Helsing, um, and she's a girl. Um, and but the thing I like about this Dracula, they didn't young it up.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, I really,
2: really,
0: yeah, I Kleis Clais I, I can never say his name right. I know I'm just destroying it. Um, his name's Kleis Kleis Bang, and he is from Denmark. He is six foot four. Oh, it, and he's 52 damn. years old. And, oh, he look, okay. and he looks like the offspring of Christopher Lee and Bela Lugosi. And that's all I could ask. Oh, oh. And, and he can do the Christopher Lee face where he's got the red eyes. Because the contact lenses in this are complete rip-offs of the Hammer Dracula red-eye lenses. He's got teeth that look like they're from a shark and they're all <laughs> Cool. has got long. He's got these cl- almost claw fingernails. He's dapper. He's acerbic. He's smart.
1: He's brutal and he's hot. Well, I am down. <laughs> I will watch that after we end this because <laughs> it should be on now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it should be where you are. Yeah, I think it's. I ah. think it's after midnight. Ah. Be there. Um, but he's funny. He's just merciless. He He's just great. And for part of the first episode from a lot of it, he's naked.
1: Yay! I was, <laughs> was going to ask. Because you know I have to.
2: Yeah,
1: right to on. Naked. Um, well, the... I'm not sleeping tonight then. I have <laughs> something to watch. <laughs> but the, the other...
0: Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy this. And uh, they want the other thing that I really like. Like I said, is um, I really enjoy uh, the the Van Helsing. And she, her name is Dolly Wells. Dolly Wells plays her, and um, she actually is a little a uh, little older than the two of us. She was born in 1971, so she's not a young okay. thing either. She's like 49. Um, okay. And it's got, like, uh, Joanna Scanlon's in it. Um, you've got a lot of people that are came over from uh, the the Sherlock realm. Um, Mark Gatiss mm-hmm. is in this, of course, because he had to be. He would definitely have to be in an episode. Um, Sasha Dewan is in it. He came over from Doctor Who. Jonathan Aris, he is from um, uh, Sherlock, the Sherlock world. So it's got a lot of great, um, you know, recognizable people in there and just some of the stuff mm-hmm. they do and the the look of it is fantastic i just absolutely love it um it's everything i wanted i still wanted a peter capaldi as van helsing but i'm going to get him nice. i'm i'm getting him in a freaking dc movie and suicide squad and he's still in it apparently cuz he's still working on it <laughs> and he's got there you a- go <laughs>
2: he must freeze
0: or i'll kill someone Sorry (laughs) Sorry I didn't mean to go Satan Um, But yeah so Dracula is fantastic Um, But speaking of vampires Because Miles Robbins is coming up um, Miles' mommy played in The Hunger um, Which is one of the greatest vampire movies ever made Yes He's a boy Um, But uh, it is a great interview He's a really smart uh, Witty guy We talk about using the horror genre to talk about issues. And that's something that within Daniel isn't real. I don't think a lot of, you know, it, it's it's not one of those movies that beats you over the head with what it's talking about, but it's mm-hmm. really great. And I really, yeah. really, um, I really enjoyed it. So definitely check out Daniel Isn't Real. Um, also upcoming, um, just as a heads up, I will be... Talking to the man behind, and I've got, I want to make sure I get his name right because this is a big deal that we're getting him. Um, Let's see, color. I got to put in the name of it. I'm going to tell you what it is The Color Uh of Space. The Color Out of Space. um, I will be talking.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get to watch it too. I'm going I'm to. I know share. what that is. I share with you, Barb. You get to watch Yay. it. Too. Talk about it. Uh,
2: Yay.
0: <laughs> but I, God, I will be talking with director Richard Stanley. Richard nice. Stanley nice. Is, is the real deal, kids. If you've seen the Island of dr moreau and hardware and dust devil and if you've watched the the uh the film about the making of island of dr moreau and how he got shit over um by that and the filmmakers um it's called lost soul the doom journey of richard stanley's island of dr moreau and the things that would have been if that had happened um Watch that movie. You get to see why this guy is so amazing and why I'm stupid excited to see The Color Out of Space, which we'll be watching more. Watch it. Uh, Yay!
2: So hey,
1: we get I'm to excited it. now.
0: Uh, it's so good. It looks so pretty. Um, but it's that kind of psychedelic horror that um, you see in Daniel isn't real. And kind of the reason for that is Mr. Elijah Wood. Yes! Yeah. Hey, Elijah Wood, God love you. Elijah Wood, you're doing the Lord's work um with your films that Specter Vision are making. And um he's the reason we got Daniel Isn't Real. He's the reason we got um The Greasy Strangler. He's the reason we got A Girl Walk Home, Walked Home Alone. He's he's Specter Vision is making all of these movies and helping get them out there into the world and uh yeah. And it's because Elijah cool. is a massive um a massive horror geek.
2: Right and,
0: on. Yeah, like uh Mandy, that's because of him. Oh nice. Yeah. Uh Revision got I that. I didn't know out. that. Yeah, cooties. A girl walks home. I love
2: tonight. cooties.
0: Oh yeah, I love Lee in that. Um you know, The Boy, Mandy, Daniels and Real Color Space. Those last three films, Mandy, Daniels and Real and Color Space are sort of this genre I've I've started calling, like, um, you know, pathological, psych- you know, um, psychedelic, uh, psychotic. And it's.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, and it's. It. Yeah,
0: it's a psychedelic, psychotic film. And it's where you use these weirdly psych psychedelic visuals and things mm-hmm. to portray that you know within a horror film and it it works so well
1: it, yeah
0: and
2: absolutely uh,
0: yeah so um psychedelic psychopathic is the way these last three films they're kind of like a a weird trilogy of that and um that's what color out of space is going to be and um we're gonna have richard stanley Yay. today that right. is badass. Yeah, so I'm excited. Uh, that will be um, next week, so we'll have to record an episode to go along with that. So, guys, I, I know this went long. I hope you stayed with us through the end. Uh, Miles Robbins is coming up here next. I hope you had a great new year. Um, here's hoping this year is way better than last year, because last year kind of sucked big. Um, but uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, not in films. Films were great. Um, everything
1: was, else sucked. Everything
0: yeah. else sucked personally for me. Other than work stuff, work stuff went really well. But um, yeah, here's hoping 2020 isn't as much of a bitch as 2019. And um, yeah, so Barb, thank you for coming on sick. You're you're awesome. And thank um, you. Here's two well, thoughts. Thank of... you for having me. You know, I'm always <laughs> down. I, I love being with you. <laughs> and uh here's to hoping that we do this more often and on time the for this year um the, that's one of my my lists i have a list in front of me of things that i'm going to do in 2020 and that is record more fangirl episodes for you guys so you can listen to them and, and share them so with that Heck thank yeah. you thank you guys thank you barb say good night good night good night guys Bye, and well here comes miles robbins and uh Check out Daniel is it Real, which is now available on digital and, I believe, Blu-ray, I think, um, by this point. So, yeah, check it out, and um, we'll see you next time on Fangirl Radio. Hello, Miles. How are you?
3: Hi, yeah, it's me. How are you?
0: (laughs) Doing great. So, I I, uh, just have to tell you, I saw the film, and, oh, my God, it was just amazing. So, I, I can't wait to pick your brain. I know I don't have you for very long, but, Wow um <laughs> you're, you're 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 welcome so first off this project is really unique in how it goes from like a dramatic character study about you know mental illness and growing up with uh, how um how you do how you do in the film into like a, a lovecraftian Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sort of horror film how was this project explained to you and how did you become a part of it
3: so um I met Adam in New York I he had sent me the script um and uh I was into it I mean it 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 was kind of uh you know i just kind of got the script and read it it wasn't even pitched to me very much at first so i'm glad that that was the case because i got to kind of form my own feelings about it but i um i saw it as a really great opportunity to uh explore uh you know to do a kind of difficult empathetic process on this guy who's really troubled and possibly danger to himself or the people around him. Um, and, uh, and do that in a way that was, you know, using genre to make it abstract and not so heavy handed in the way that, you know, a lot of social commentary films can be when they don't, you know, uh, have that kind of, uh, tact or whatever. I, I think that there's something really great about genre that you can use this abstraction to talk about very, you know, relevant social issues. And so I was happy to, you know, give this kind of empathetic voice to this vulnerable kid and and uh and you know, make this movie.
0: Well and that kind of worked out Yeah, it did. I mean, it it was it was so good, and just I I uh, I was just amazed by you know how you and Patrick you you uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about in regards to that was it's kind of a neat way that you two had to tackle basically the same character yet not can you talk about creating that bond and and how you worked with one another and in creating the two sides of the same coin in one way
3: right well we, we did a lot of rehearsal which is really great um i'm really grateful for that and uh and we you know there's something really great about the fact that we are, you know, friends in a lot of ways, but also very antithetical. And you know, he we kind of antagonize each other. And there's uh, something really great about how different we are, um, in you know, in in playing two parts of the same guy that um, we kind of are. I found us to bounce off of each other in this way that, um, kind of allowed for us to each, uh, have our own space that was never quite shared, but in that way, it created a fuller picture. Yes. Um, you know, like there's two sides of, of this character and, uh, they are related to each other but they don't always need to be in the same place at the same time and there's something really wonderful about that. Um and I uh I really enjoyed working with him and and being able to um have uh very different uh feelings about certain things or certain you know things and uh allow that to uh teach me new things about the situations and about the character. Um, And uh, yeah, and, and he was, he's a sweetheart. So it was really nice to be able to work with him.
0: So you would touched on this previously, but I, I, I was really um, amazed by it was the, you know, this movie deals with some really disturbing subject matter when it comes to young people and mental health. And, um, you know, in the landscape of today's like basically daily violence, Where do you see this story fitting in and how how do you want people to kind of like ingest it and take it in in a way to talk about finding acceptance and, and, you know, a a way to, to combat this kind of thing is to find people to listen that will actually listen.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that empathy is the most important quality that any of us can ever have in times like this or in any other kind of time. I think that being able to do difficult empathy is especially important. You know, the empathy for the villain, the empathy for the person who has found themselves in a situation that makes them feel like they need to do something that is horrible. Um, everybody in the world thinks that they're doing the right thing. No one does something thinking that they're doing it wrong. Everyone, you know, behaves the way that they behave because they've been driven to that point of thinking that that's the right way to behave. And so, when it comes to, you know, the um, uh, the amount of violence that we're seeing in the world, especially from young men, I do think it would be wonderful if we found a way to understand how those situations come about. You know, it's it, it's clearly not all happening in a vacuum individually. It's not each individual with one piece of, you know, there's something misfires in them and they decide to. No, I think that there's you know, systemic. Cultural issues that lead uh, young men to think that they need to, in order to be a man, uh, become violent and uh, take what they deserve or whatever. You know, like it, it's it, it's a horrible thing that in doing this, you know, I, I researched a lot of these. Um, I mean, I saw Daniel metaphorically. I mean, you can I think it's abstraction. You can see him however, however you want, but I I personally connected him most to the idea of a toxic masculine uh, cultural voice kind of in this guy's head telling him to behave a certain way with women to uh, in order to be a man and to be valuable in order you know to treat uh, a, a woman as a, a someone someone to be accomplished, something to be accomplished. you know there's a lot of language that Daniel uses that's this kind of predatory, maybe not necessarily with the intention of some horror, but it is a predatory language, and 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 this kind of attitude, you know, it's what kind of uh, in my research, I I read a lot of incel message boards, red pill stuff. The um, I I watched the fucking horrifying Elliot Boger manifesto shit. You know, it, it, it's it, it's a really dark world that a lot of these boys are living in, but it's not. You know, it's 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 a it's a culture. It's a it's right. a large issue. that's systemic that has this roots in you know a history of uh, what we have taught uh, boys about manhood, and uh, you know, in order to fix that, I think it is a great first step to find um, empathy for that story um, and and figuring out you know what the kind of roots of that are and uh i think that hope my hope is with this movie that you know you can see this guy who is vulnerable he's a really vulnerable young boy trying to figure out what it means to be a man and how to how to grow up how to you know talk to women discover his sexuality etc and you know unfortunately he relies on the vo- this voice that is ultimately very toxic and and evil. But um, hopefully through this, you know, abstraction of the story, there's uh, uh, something that can uh, be moving about the tragedy that really is there um, in a lot of uh, young men's lives.
0: That is a great answer. Well, um, Miles, I think I'm about to lose you here. Um, I only have one more question for you and this one's kind of a fun one since we've been kind of dwelling in the darker aspects of this. Um, Yeah, you
3: know, it's a dark movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is a dark movie, but it's actually kind of beautiful too, because the ending I just, I thought was really beautiful. Yeah, you. you, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it it was really beautiful. Um, But you've done a couple of horror projects now, and you've done definitely some science fiction as well. Do you have a genre that you like to be uh, the most part, you know, like you enjoy being a part of the most? Do you have a preference or do you like them all equally?
1: I
3: mean, I... uh... I think it depends, I, you know, I, I just like uh, making things. And uh, when I can be a part of a movie that I believe in, I'm super happy to be a part of it. Um, I do think that with genre, uh, with genre films, you have a great opportunity to talk about social issues in a context that doesn't uh, you know, beat the message over the head of the audience. I think you can use abstraction to kind of allow the audience to come to their own conclusions. And perhaps there's something Machiavellian in that, but I think that by using abstraction, we ultimately tell a lot of the most moving stories. Um, and you know, I I also like things to be funny. I like making jokes, doing goofs and gags. Uh, you know, that's a lot of fun. I would hope that we would all have a chance to laugh uh, often. And you know, I I was I was happy when I was seeing Daniel in real in a theater for the first time that some of us, you know, I I try to make people laugh a couple times. And it worked, and people were laughing occasionally, you know. And I think that having a little brevity is always important. So, you know, I wouldn't say that it would be necessary to only make a comedy or only make a horror film that's just brutal. You know, I'd I'd hope that we can kind of uh, allow the genres to swirl like some uh, massive uh, CGI abyss at the beginning of. Uh, <laughs> actually, it wasn't CGI. I realized it's not CGI. Actually, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> was, was that, that real? Was that was a real mixing thing that they did. Yeah. No. I actually I remember this. So I first I first thought it was CGI um, because I was like, how? I mean, how else? But apparently, it was practical, and they did it in like this big. Um, I mean, I am not the person to ask about this, but apparently they did it in, like, a big vat of, like, uh, in L.A. somewhere. They, like, poured a bunch of different kinds of liquids in and made a whole kind of swirly thing. Wow, that and is good. Cool. about that
0: That's amazing. Well, Miles, thank you so, so much. This was fantastic.
3: Oh, thank you so much.